0: I'm Emily. Welcome to the Municipal Millennial Podcast. Now, I realize it's not the easiest name to say or spell, for that matter.
1: Emily? Isn't it just E-M-I-L-Y?
0: Municipal. Oh. Millennial. Yeah, that's not how you say that. But when I find a good alliteration, I just can't help myself. Mm. So, since it is hard, not Emily, but Municipal Millennial, (laughs) to say and spell... Define you know, Emily. Yeah, define Emily. Do you know what municipal means?
1: Um, when I was a kid, I remember we had a municipal pool, mm-hmm. and now as an adult, I realize that means having to do with mm-hmm. like
0: the, the city and being a part of. Or they really missed out on a municipal. They really did. <laughs> uh, who? Where were you? Where'd you grow up? Texas. I need to go right Texas. Dallas. So. Are you just saying words? <laughs> <laughs> no, those are,
1: that was... Dallas,
0: Texas, Mesquite is the suburb. <laughs> municipal. So municipal means city. Right. Millennial means... Millennial is someone born in the 80s, 90s. That's right. So I live in Arkansas, Russellville, Arkansas. How which long is, has he lived here? Uh, since 1997. Hmm. How old were you? I was about 12 years old. So I live in a city, and I was born in 85. So I'm a municipal millennial. There you go. Right?
1: What got you to this point in your life where you've decided to be identified as a municipal millennial, and what really does it mean to you?
0: Well, when I moved to Russellville... In 1997, I immediately felt like this was home, even though I hadn't lived here the first decade of my life. Being, being somebody who's so involved or, you know, who loves their community and, and made this their home, uh, I wanted to make a difference in a way that I had not yet had the opportunity to. And even before I moved here, I feel like I, had, I was political, as a kid as political as you can be. So, I was born in Little Rock, Arkansas in 1985, which is when Bill Clinton was governor. Mm. And his wife, you might have heard of her, her name's Hillary. But my mom actually ate at McDonald's one time that Hillary was there at the same time, at the same time. Yeah, that was a two-story McDonald's, very fancy. Um And I believe Hillary was upstairs and my mom was downstairs. Something like that. I don't know. Definitely has an effect on your lifelong mm -hmm. political career, though. Yeah. I was like, whoa. McDonald's and the Clintons. She's just like we are. She's just... They're just like us. And then um, we moved around a lot when I was a kid. But in 1996, I lived in Garner, North Carolina. And Bill Clinton was running for president. I believe he was already president and he was running for re-election. Yeah. And so we had a mock debate in our sixth grade class between Clinton and Bob Dole. And I was asked to decorate it. Is he the banana guy? I think it's his brother or his sister. Mm. It was somebody. Uh, But anyway, I was asked to decorate the, you know, kind of... Whenever you watch a debate, you'll see, like, you know, the big banners with stars and a cool background and little official seals on the on the podiums so I got to play arts and crafts for like two days I think I got to be excused from class and I go in I say oh we need some we definitely need some um red white and blue stars over here and I drew little caricatures of each candidate <laughs> and I really hope I can find those someday and then I kind of just you know It was like the presentation of it was all in my control. I didn't have a lot of friends in North Carolina. (laughs) The teachers were my friends. so. Um, But that was a really great way for me to be able to use my artistic talent as well as be involved in politics. Because that way I'm not really in the spotlight, but I'm still participating. Another great example, my dad works in the nuclear industry. So he goes to Washington, D.C. quite a bit and... Again, back to my artistic talents, which had now, this is in like 2009, had become graphic design, a little fancier of a word. So I had made a business card for my dad. And when he went to D.C., it ended up in the hands of someone named Joe Wilson. If you do not know that name, he is the man that said, you lie to Obama in his State of the Union address. Oh, boy. That's back when that was like, oof. That was controversial. So that guy, though Joe Wilson, had complimented the card, the business card. He said, wow, this is a really well-designed card. And then when I realized it was the guy that said, you lied, I told my dad we need to redesign the cards (laughs) because that's not the kind of feedback we want. (laughs) (laughs) So there's always kind of been a political... uh, There's been little hints of political participation in my life. And... I would always, I was always just naturally curious and I would always get really, where most people would probably hear something and say, I don't care about politics. I would get really like, well, now I have to research everything. Who passed this law? Why is this a law? I would get really inspired by people who were fighting for the little guy or, you know, just kind of preached equity and hope and. And progress. That was where I just naturally fell when, whenever I would be involved in some sort of political, whether it was like at the bookstore that I own, we would have panels. There was a panel for like immigration. You know, when that was like a hot topic, we had some people come in and, and speak on it. Some of them were immigrants themselves. So it was, a, it was very eye opening, and I liked being able to provide that for the community, which of course, also in doing that, the people come out from the woods. And mutter things to themselves like "go back home" or you know something like that. And so I had to, I'd say politely ask him to leave, but he left because of the look I was giving him. That was one of like thirty people that were there. Everybody else was engaged and trying to learn. It's good. And we had like a civics one hundred and one, you know, just to kind of because it is confusing. Everything politics is confusing history's confusing (laughs) like lots of stuff's confusing so any chance I had to kind of help
1: make sense of things
0: yeah and educate I would I loved doing it wasn't like going out of my way to do it and I also at the bookstore I had like a voter registration and I had the directions how to register to vote and you know we would help people fill it out help tell them where to send it in because of course Arkansas doesn't have online registration which is a thing that probably should be addressed soon, might be, I don't know. Um, And then we also had like, you know, write letters to senators, to representatives, to your mayor. All that stuff you can do, anybody can do it. Some people are just, they get a little overwhelmed or, I'm not sure how to do it. I don't want to do it wrong and embarrass myself. You can just do it. (laughs) Go ahead, embarrass yourself. I do it all the time. (laughs) It's human. Yeah.
1: You're only
0: human. Didn't know you were gonna sing for everybody. Well, that was kind of the backstory, and then in 2022, uh, the opportunity arose where I realized no one was running for my ward as in city council, mm-hmm. and so I said, "Well, this is a good time to run because there's nobody to oppose me." So, I don't have to do any of those scary debates, or, you know, it was a good way to like step from the sidelines into the so called spotlight without having to go full spotlight.
1: Right.
0: Um, like dipping your toe in the Yeah. Municipal so pool waters. In the municipal pool, Yeah. Yeah. And so I did all the paperwork. I went up to the courthouse and uh, registered to, to run. And then someone else decided to run, too. So I did get the full experience. <laughs> and that's okay, because sometimes I need to be shoved into the deep end. We're just going to keep up with the municipal yeah. Um, but I sometimes I need to be pushed. <laughs> I don't like it. It's uncomfy. But sometimes I need to be. And, of course, it was a great person. So it was two great choices running to represent this ward. There was a lot of great people running in the city. As a whole, yeah, uh, but I focused on you know, my ward. So I did get a fuller experience, but not the full like we didn't have to have debates and <laughs> and all of that. but um, when it came down to it, I got the majority of the votes, so I became city councilor, not just city councillor, the first openly gay city councilor for my city, not ever. That'd be a little, that'd be pressure. So that, that was kind of a natural thing that happened because a lot of the reason I wanted to run was to kind of be a voice for people that don't usually get a voice, especially in a conservative small town. Well, I say conservative small town. The vocal people are conservative. But I think there's a lot of progressive people. Obviously, the four new people that were put on the council, they're all pretty progressive, and so that says, oh, the voters voted for progressive people, whether they <laughs> knew it or not.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> I think they did know it, though. So that's really encouraging because that's that's one part that I wanted to do is be someone that other people could look at me and say, oh, I could do that. That could be me up there. So that was – I really liked that part. Um. And so far, I mean, it's only February, but and I was sworn in on January 1st. So I've gone through one full city council meeting, which, you know, it's like (laughs) there's agenda prep meetings, there's special called meetings, there's committee meetings on the side. So it's definitely kept me busy. But of course, I love it probably a little too much because I'm trying to find the right way to... Spread the information to more people in the community. That was one of the that was the other big thing is get people who don't usually have a voice to have a voice but then also to make it more accessible for people in the community to be involved.
1: And I will say that you have because you do blogs and you do videos and you've been posting in social media and I I personally don't feel like a lot of people have done that in the past for I don't want to say like a smaller municipal position but you know mm-hmm. something that's
0: more localized <clears throat> yeah usually it's a bigger job <laughs> and then they're like i need a social media team right i need but yeah, yeah since, since i'm just naturally want to do those things anyway it works out i just use what i have it'd be too much to try to, like, set up a camera and film this and film that. So, like, they live stream the agenda prep meeting. So I just pulled that video, edited it down to the main points, and then um, shared that video. And, you know, on Facebook, on YouTube, Twitter. There's also an app called Nextdoor, which is, like, hyper local. Mm -hmm. So it really is your neighbors. And I've been posting stuff on there, and I get a lot of... It's it's mainly, like, lost dogs, I need a job, or something that I've posted that's political, (laughs) but not, like, divisive political, just, hey, guys, here's what's going on in your community.
1: Right.
0: And I've gotten – there's just so much more engagement on that app. Um, People I don't know. Just the other day when I posted – because there was, you know, a couple things that are going to be coming up in city council next week – that some people don't know about and so a lady asked what is ordinance 1918 because i referenced it and someone in a comment who did know what it was also referenced it but we never i don't guess we ever said clearly what it was the video says clearly what it is but people sometimes can't even watch videos all the time luckily i made it like a 10 minute video but it was an hour and something long video which people don't have that kind of time i went to respond to her and explain it but she had actually already figured it out. So she, you know, and that's kind of like, yes, I want to answer questions and stuff, but I also want to make it to where people feel like they can just, oh, I could probably figure this out. I can look this up or I can do this and that. And she did. She Bring figured awareness. it out. Yeah. She was like, I, I, maybe I wasn't answering quick enough. And she's like, what is this? And so she went and figured it out herself. But yeah, that's basically the overall municipal millennial. I just want more people to to feel comfortable enough to engage in local politics and just talk to their representatives. We were voted in to be their voice, so we want to be the correct voice. <laughs> you know, we won't always go the way that someone chooses, but it's not for lack of wanting to know what the people want. It's We were elected, so people trust us to have... You know, to research things, to ask questions, and because people don't have the time to, we need to have the time to do those things, and so that's just really important to me. And I, that's what I'm trying to do with Municipal Millennial. So that's kind of the backstory of Municipal Millennial. How many times can I say it? I don't know. (laughs) We will be doing more podcasts uh, in the future. I'll probably there'll be more specific to certain topics or. Maybe just what's going on right now in the city. If the listeners out there have any suggestions or want to hear more about something, you can email me at, uh, well, (laughs) email the city email, which is eyoung at org, (laughs) And you can send me any questions or topics. You can come on the show if you want. Um, it's kind of open to whatever at this point. So the other voice on this podcast is Nick. She is my wife and she's great. There's also a cat. If you can hear purring, that's Murphy. <laughs> it's not my wife.
1: <laughs> I will.
0: Thank you for joining us.
1: That was fun. Hope it made sense. Thanks for being our uh, municipal millennial.
0: Oh, anytime.